0: It's showtime. Okay, Tokyo, South America, Australia,
1: France, Germany, UK, Africa.
0: Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid, three hours of conversation cussin' and a discussin' with America's only born-and-bred Southern liberal talk host.
2: Here we go, off and running on this 27th day of February 2024. This is The Horn. Head on.live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza. That is The Horn chat room in three hours in which this program is live. Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All time zones in between and the great globe round. And where if you pop into the aforementioned Mary Wacky Zany right now, you'll be greeted by the early arrivers. That would be Theo and Squeaky. And I'm all by my lonesome in there as a uh, failed attempt at a moderator. So y'all behave, okay? Please. Um, but, yeah, pop on by. And if you're, list- if you're a member of the Horn Family Community Congregation via the podcast, please, please, pretty please, like each episode and subscribe on a couple of platforms it really does help and leave a uh, leave a review or a comment or or a remark any of which just absolutely thrills brother deacon ace's heart yes hi i'm robin and it is titanic tuesday on the horn And Titanic it is indeed. You'll recall that uh, the name of Titanic Tuesday goes back to the very earliest origins of this program 20-plus years ago, in which, uh, well, the morning monotone, who was a right-winger, he's no longer with us, so Neil Nisi Bonham uh, took a call from one of his mouth-breathing, knuckle-walking faithful who asked him, Steve how come it is you reckon that there is star, that there is there is seashells in the rocks in, 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 in West Virginia. I done seed them when I was down in the K mines To which he replied in that oh it was it was it was just an what a monotone it was. It made It made lurch from the Adams family. It sound positively bubbly. Well, caller, that's because of the movement of the Titanic plates. And so that seemed that that, that that moment cemented itself as one of those times when you just you just realize you've been, I don't know, a witness to history or a witless to history, as the case may be. And uh, such being the case, It seemed the perfect metaphor for right-wing intellect, the movement of the titanic plates, yes. (sighs) Still no word on the whereabouts of the titanic salad tongs. It may be under the uh, libertarian death thermos at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah, But every program here at the uh, Horn begins with gratitude and this program is no different and so consequently thanks go out to our 27th day of the month subscribers to whom we are terribly, terribly grateful So thank you Well That's what I feared there are no 27th day of the month subscribers via PayPal. Nope, not at all. So if somebody would like to erase that uh, a little, um, a, a little well, blank spot, run on over to head on dot .live and click on the PayPal button. And if you do it today, the 27th, it will happen on the 27th of every month, put in a number, 10, 15, 25, what have you, and then that will come out on the same day every month, and uh, you can set it and forget it. As it stands, the fundraising goal is at $1,105. That's what it takes to finish February fully funded. And we have this program, tomorrows, and Thursdays. In which to make that up, so it winds up being uh, 360 some dollars per program. Whatever we can do, if we can knock whatever we can knock out, will be good because there are bills yet waiting to be paid. I, I hesitated there because I heard a peal of thunder. Not used to hearing thunder in February, but well, here we are. Climate change is real. Uh, it's been rainy and sloppy here all day long. It's a uh, it's a bearable 67 degrees in the fabulous Horn Studios at the magnificent Kincaid Mansion. But the uh, little weather bug on my desktop says that temperatures will be plummeting. Plummeting this evening. And we're under a flood watch. Great. Because it's just been pouring all day long. Um... But temperatures will plummet. Um, we'll get down in the low 20s early Thursday morning. Great. Just in time for me to get up and head to Charleston. How, how fantastic. I couldn't be more excited. But again, I will be I uh, will be gone. I mean, I'll be here. But I have to get up crazy, crazy early on Thursday morning. Go to Charleston, try to talk some sense into some legislators. Good luck. And, uh, there's an appointment later that that morning, and then, um, should be home, plenty of time for airtime, and hopefully catch a little nap before airtime, because I'm an old. But that's the, that's the coming week, and, uh we'll just see what uh, what uh... (laughs) yeah hey randy radar i woke last night to the sound of thunder how far off i sat and wondered started humming a song from nineteen sixty two ain't it funny how the night moves with autumn closing in well, winter is on her way out and spring is on the way so that was a but it's been thundering on and off here all day, and the first time I heard thunder this morning, I was like, "What what the hell? Not that I've forgotten or anything, but well, it just hasn't happened for several months. So like I said, it is um, it is um, Titanic Tuesday. The day began for me. As I was watching my filthy morning habit, and a note came in from Todd. Subject line, Roxanne again. Roxanne, Jehoshaphat dropped a uh, you people before the first hour was even over today. And now the Wall Street Journal and Jehoshaphat are finally understanding why the mentally ill fascist, the MILF, probably won't make it. All Haley needs to do is stay in the, remace, the race and remain relevant. Grill on, signed Todd, I replied to Todd and said, "You know, just a cryptic little acknowledgement would go a long way. Maybe throw in a quote from Chicago. Tell Mama Roxy's coming home." <sighs> but this one, yeah, it would. So let's start with, uh, let's start with a supercut, as it were, from the Lincoln Project. They distilled Nitwit Nero's weekend down to about a minute and 54 seconds. And it's something. Get the hockey
3: puck. Hi, what's up? They're destroying our country and we're gonna... I just wish we could do it quicker. i would much rather see Biden as president, and I agree with him. I can't see too many people out there. I can only see the black ones. I can't see any white ones. Sidney Poitier, I thought he was very handsome, right? I'm being indicted for you, the black population. Lawyers are my best friend. You see black people walking around with my mugshot. You know that mugshot is number one. Elvis Presley is, Elvis Presley's number two. I'm a very proud Christian, actually. We're going to protect pro-God Context and content. The voices of famed evangelical people and evangelists. He rambled. He's cognitively impaired. Three years later, how about that? I talked to Putin a lot. I'm not sure he looked great in a bathing suit. I think women like me. In Beverly Hills, you pay a fortune in taxes. They say you can only brush your teeth once a day. I don't think it could ever be... Wokenized, Got to end the so-called Department of Quiet, Education. You might huh? have one desk, one person, just to make sure everyone's speaking English. They have languages that nobody in this country has ever heard of. Nobody can ramble like this. God is here, and God is watching. And God probably can't believe what he's seen. They rigged the presidential election, and we're not going to allow them to rig the presidential election of 2024
0: get tired of that guy. Uh, The president mentioned in his speech the 2020 elections Newsmax as a network believes the results were legal and final. Greta's coming up next. Stick around.
2: Because Newsmax doesn't want to be sued again a lot some more because even they know the election wasn't stolen and it's proven very costly to advance the the big lie. It has. It has. What, what in heaven's holy name is Zion Zioning Doodong Doodang. He's, he's faded up another notch. And Todd is going to prove at some point in time to have been a prophet and if there were any justice, Todd would have his face on the National Enquirer every couple of weeks, the way Gene Dixon used to back in the day. Zion, Zioning, doodong, dong, da dang, du lang, du lang. No singing. It, but this is a. Uh, this is this is this is a. Uh, Titanic Tuesday for the ages. It it, it really is. Let's, uh, whilst I was busy watching my filthy morning habit, zaniness and wackiness. Uh, broke out over on C-SPAN when the the unmedicated MAGAs took to the phones because, well, Joy Reid of MSNBC was on Washington Journal. And (laughs) cranky old Uncle MAGA couldn't resist making the call.
4: Perception does matter. Around the time of Mega Evers, you know, you had the signs of, you know, Negroes and colored people this and, you know, all of that.
2: My bad, that's cranky old Auntie
1: Maga
4: does matter. Around the time of Edgar Evers, you know, you had the signs of, you know, Negroes and colored people this and, you know, all of that. Um, Why are we still using the synonym black? There are no black people. If we're going to start calling immigrants that come through the border brown people, let's call the brown people, all the brown people, brown people, and, like, really uh, take hold of the narrative instead of, like, I don't know if people have actually looked up the color black in the dictionary. It's not something, why would you want to call your children that it means darkness avoid you know that's part of the discrimination we are not black people we are brown and that's uh, it that's all I want say uh, <coughs> uh, well, well,
2: and, and see this is one of those I don't know maybe she was at the black uh, the black conservative federation meeting where Nero in the previous clip well you get the idea ha <sighs> Some days it just doesn't pay to get out of. It. It, well, or Joy. Some days it just doesn't pay to show up to the C-SPAN studios. Joy Reid, poor soul.
5: I mean, the term "black" uh, came upon, came about because of people wanting to empower themselves. Because the term "negro" um, was is a made-up term that was made up by white supremacists in order to label black people who came from multiple ethnic groups and throw them all together. I don't think people understand that Africa is the most um, biodiverse. Uh, continent. There are 2,300 separate ethnic groups in on the continent of Africa. So when Africans were taken in slavery to America, you're mixing tribes that had no genetic relationship other than all being Negro. And so the idea of whiteness and blackness was invented in America. It didn't exist before the 16th century. No white people in Europe who are all different ethnicities, whether they're Italian or Greek or British or German. They didn't call themselves white. The idea of whiteness didn't exist until this country was founded. And when people, Europeans came here and decided to enslave Africans who were, again, they spoke different languages from each other. They couldn't communicate with each other, let alone communicate with their so-called owners. They designated white and black as a way to, de- to delineate African slaves from indentured servants who were European. They wanted to enslave specifically the Africans. And so they invented these terms white and black in order to distinguish themselves from the Africans and distinguish themselves from the indigenous who they called savages. It was literally an invention of slave owners in the United States. And so when people reclaimed the term black in the 1960s, it was because they had decided to empower themselves. It was a term that felt to them more powerful than simply using the term Negro, which had been invented by enslavers. So I don't see any problem with black. Uh, Black is a term that can mean power. It can mean beauty. Um, It doesn't have to mean darkness and horror. It, It can in the linguistics of the culture of the United States, but in the culture, in terms of black culture, it doesn't mean that. And so when people say black, they mean that as a powerful term, not a negative term.
2: Powerful, erudite. There we go. Articulate. Where's Tracy when I need her? Because you know what comes next. Well, you know what Tracy would say next. I will not. But I love. I loved how uh, Auntie Black Maga said that black means the void. The void. Well, oh, I. I sp- okay. Um. What? But here, on the next to the last, to the next to the last day of February, it's apparently time to talk about people who aren't pink. And so that it, and 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 I stand corrected from yesterday's program. Hi, I say. Uh, the woman who wants to be in charge of the Republican National Committee. No, no, no. No, I'm sorry. Different Lara. I was thinking about Lara, Trump, L-A-R-A. This is Lara Logan, who used to be a respectable journalist. Uh, and then somehow or another drank the Flavor Aid and became a right-wing well, uh, 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 one-stop shopping for uh, right-wing paranoid conspiracy theories showed up on that rickety-ass uh, vlog run by uh, the convicted, the convicted dude, uh, the contempt, the the contemnor of Congress. The man who looks like rancid hot dog water smells. I'm talking about Stevie Three Shirts, racist Bannon. She showed up in a conversation with him to talk about, well, you know, why why white people are just better than Native Americans. Get the hockey puck. These. I mean, you're gonna need it. <sighs> I, I suppose it's a rhetorical question, but you know, why must the maggots be this way? When finding, you say atheistic networks, so are is, you going, are you going full Christian
0: uh, again? When finding, you say
6: atheistic networks, so is, are you going, are
0: you going full Christian nationalist on me?
6: Oh, I don't even know what that term means. It's a completely made-up term. That's information warfare at its finest, right? It's, what do you mean? It's BS. That is absolute nonsense. Do
0: you think it's to back off Christians from not coming into the public space and and, and be advocating their positions? You can
6: like it or you can not like it. But this country was a Christian nation from the beginning. It was established as a Christian nation. It was established on the principles of Judeo-Christian civilization.
2: Ah, no, Lara. It wasn't. I mean, perhaps we should have held this over for prayer meeting Wednesday, but God alone knows what, what we'll have by tomorrow, so we better just go ahead and deal with this now. But this is the same sorry, sad, tired old trope of America is a Christian nation. When, in fact, some of the colonizers who came and engaged in genocide uh, against indigenous people, well, they, they were, in fact, Something that considered themselves to be Christian, zealots, um, not that far different from, say, revolutionary Shia Muslims or the weirdest of the weird uh, sects within Judaism. But the nation itself was not a nation in 1620 or in 1607. We declared our independence in 1776. Took a little while to get things squared away with, the, with the Mother Engeland. And then when we finally pulled together a constitution, and by we I mean uh, uh, little, uh, little hobbit Jemmy Madison. And his buddy Alexander Hamilton, John Jay, and that crowd—wealthy white men—who were looking out for the well-being of other wealthy white men. Hence, why you get the three-fifths clause and the Electoral College. They—they they could have—they—they they could have—they could have peppered the Constitution with God-bothering this and. Jesus loves you, that and uh, all hail the Trinity. The other thing, but they did not did not do that because that is the furthest thing was the furthest thing from their minds. And Laura, uh, with her with her faint posh accent, uh, doesn't seem to know that part of our history. Maybe she's still butthurt about that whole revolution thing.
6: Okay, and that guaranteed religious freedom, but there were not 400 religions in America at the time of its founding. There- uh, Laura, you're getting closer
2: and closer to just being a dipshit. There were not 400 religions in America. Blah blah blah. Blah 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 blah. There were no guarantees of religious freedom in the Massachusetts Bay Colony. Uh, Just ask, for instance, our dear friend Charlene in Rogues Island. Rogues Island and Providence Plantations, where dissidents from the uh, theocracy in the Massachusetts Bay Colony ran like hell to get away from the weirdos, because there was no religious freedom, there was no religious tolerance in the Massachusetts Bay Colony. It was run by religious divines, and it was to coin a phrase used by the uh, former guy, a shithole. I mean, I've got some tangential uh, relationship to that simply because one of my one of the ancestors I know the mo- uh, know about uh, from the furthest back here in North America landed at the tender age of sixteen. Uh, and uh, disembarked a former slave ship called the Elizabeth Ann that had found the owners had found it would be more profitable to, profitable to carry uh, desperate white people away from Mother Engeland uh, to the colonies. Well, uh, young Abraham goad got off the Elizabeth Ann and and, uh, and, and well, took to his new life, whatever that may have been, I I suspect indentured servitude, in uh, Roxbury, Massachusetts. And then by the time of the witch hunts, by the way, uh, people with religious freedom don't have witch hunts, but we can deal with that on another day. Ah, American history. Mm. Uh, About the same time as the witch hunts, his son... Gets the out of Massachusetts as quickly as possible and never returns and takes his family with them. Where? To Old Virginia. Uh huh. Essex County, Old Virginia. Uh, in the uh, greater Chesapeake Bay watershed. And they stay. the goad stayed in Old Virginia. Until after 1863, at which point, the man who would become my great-grandfather, along with his brother, walked along the banks of the New River, following it as it flowed north, out of Carroll County, Virginia, through Virginia, and up into the brand new state of West Virginia, and followed it to basically here, where I am. And came up out of the gorge, went a few miles inland on the north side of the river, settled down, and took to raising his second family. His name was Osias. And his second wife was Roxanne. So... Uh, Lara, Logan, can blow her religious freedom out her gazoo, whatever a gazoo is.
6: There was one, okay, and that was Christianity. Now, that doesn't mean that, that you're not welcoming and open to Muslims and Sikhs and, and Jewish people, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever.
2: Benjamin Franklin, Lara, was an honorary member of... Of the first synagogue in, uh, nor- in 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 the colonies, it was built in Philadelphia. Because, well, Ben, whatever f- other fault whatever faults he may have been, felt like folks ought to be left alone to have whatever faith they wanted and to believe as they wish to believe. Anyone hey, not Jews his young protege Thomas Jefferson would have the first Quran in the colonies soon to become the United States but it was not a Christian nation God forgive me but I mean not really not really but this whole Christian nation canard has been around and gone around and around and around. And I mean, I, I remember when I, I'm, I'm so old, I can remember when it started with, uh, well, people like uh, old, fat, dead Jerry Falwell. This nation was founded as a Christian nation. And of course, people who don't have. Uh, anything beyond, like, a third-grade understanding of American history, which is a terrifyingly high percentage of the American people. Okay. And dug deep into their pockets to put it in the collection plate as it went around. And it's one of those lives that just won't go away no matter how often one disproves it.
6: Of course, I mean, Judaism is one of the oldest religions in the world. Of course, that's a fundamental and profound part of Judeo-Christian civilization, right? And so these are a part of who we are. But they want to rewrite that history now and make it that uh, now suddenly, you know, God doesn't even exist. I mean, this.
2: Uh, Lara, no, it's not suddenly that God doesn't exist. God hasn't existed for a long, long time, as in, you know, ever Suddenly. For someone with such a lovely, posh accent, she's not very good at this.
6: We are funding people the who left, maintain the, that God the left, does not the, exist. The,
0: the, the hard left would say that there was actually... Wait, there's a hard left?
2: <sighs> that, well, I, I guess if anybody would know, it would be racist Bannon. Stevie Three-Charts. Can somebody just send him a razor? And maybe, I don't know, a case of slim fast? The hard left. The hard left. Where? I'd like to, I really would like to know.
0: A religion here beforehand, and that was the pantheistic... Uh, beliefs of the native americans the indians have believed in spiritual and gaia and all the you know this yes. and that the, the yes. that and that the, the the white protestant and their sidekick catholics european came here and exploited this and were the colonizers and where the just like they're saying the israelis the 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 Israel, israelis in palestine it's the same argument
6: well, it is true. There was a, a type of uh, paganism, right, and cultural religions and things that existed here and all over the world. And you know what? Those groups conquered us. Up- Lara,
2: do you have a moment for me to tell you about Ship A Totec's plan for your life? Yeah? The dear one flayed? Lara, would you like to be blessed, with the, blessed by the bone? Hmm?
6: other groups and they uh, massacred each other. They massacred each other. They did exactly the same thing. They just didn't win. And uh and
0: that's somebody that's what no one talks about. They had very sophisticated alliances versus the geopolitics. This was this was they were not uh, this was a very sophisticated war that we stepped into the middle of.
6: Exactly. And was, why le-
0: do you think- le- le- even from the first uh, from the first uh from the first Thanksgiving.
6: And they fighting-
2: say-
0: from the first Thanksgiving
2: Yes, yes. I, in some ways, I feel sorry for the poor people who actually tune in to Stevie Three Shirts' rickety podcast. Because they, they, uh, they don't know what they don't know. They don't know what's being withheld. Like the first Thanksgiving. I mean, usually we save this conversation for November, but... Well, here we are. It's coming up on the end of February, and well, whatever. Um, but the first proclamation of Thanksgiving was issued by, I believe, William Bradford again in that self-same Massachusetts Bay Colony, who offered up a prayer of Thanksgiving to Almighty God for delivering unto the colonizers. I mean, it was called the Massachusetts Bay Colony there, Steve O and Laura. It was called a colony because they were colonizing. They that And the people who were doing the colonizing were colonizers. <sighs> They're just not so very good at the art of word-knowing. Aren't? But, uh, yeah, for delivering unto the hands of the colonizers lots and lots and lots of indigenous people for them to slaughter. The first proclamation of thanksgiving was a proclamation of joy for the number of indigenous people that the colonizers murdered. Martyr. I mean, this is this is this is the definition of Titanic intellect in these parts. So, so confident in what they think they know, when in fact they don't know. And this is a complicated um, socio-historical term, deck. Right. Oh, by the way, I should have mentioned at the beginning of the program, uh, our dear friend Steve in New York, uh, his challenge, his Esther Price chocolates challenge is still on the table. Uh, the first person to kick in 100 bucks and get us down to 10 will receive uh, five boxes of Esther Price chocolates, yummy, yummy, decadent, and wonderful chocolates. And, uh, well, we'll get down to 10.05, and whomever thou art, you will get five fantastic, yummy, delicious, melt-in-your-mouth boxes, of Esther Price Handmade Chocolates. So thank you, Steve, and hopefully somebody will take you up on that because well, I live vicariously and I want to hear back from whoever gets it so that uh, I can I can uh, enjoy it at a distance because I try not to sit around consuming things like bonbons and chocolates because I'm working on getting down in the neighborhood known as Svelte. Uh, hi Arnold in PA as a student of history why can't this person just go fuck himself it's the largest genocide in world history that no one talks about exactly exactly hey I got to take this standby Well, darn, I thought that was going to be a scheduling phone call. Sometimes it, the doctor's office is over in Central Time, but no, they were just making sure that I had my telehealth appointment this morning. Darn it. But anyway, I live vicariously and trying to, you know, I, I, oh, I watch my carbs. I, I, I watch my carbs so much. Um, hard Left Lee in New York says... Uh, Don't you get it? Those men on the right are soft. They can't get hard, and they're so upset by it. After all, Bob Dole was peddling medicine to help them. That's true, Lee, and that's worthy of the evening's first cowbell. Thank you. Um, Emilio with a question. Do you suppose Lindsey Graham secretly loves the hard left? You know... Trying to keep the program out of the gutter here, Amelia, at least for a little bit. Oh, and I had no idea uh, what, a, what a topic I was opening up yesterday, talking about uh, come out, come out, wherever you more, and twinks and twunks. And just to let you know, we had a follow-up, Carl in Phoenix clarified matters a little bit further explaining uh, that, no, in fact, he, uh, he's not a twunk and provided me a photograph of a twunk. Uh, Carl noting, I know it's a lot to take in all at once. Here's a twunk for reference. P.S. Moore, God, I th- the things I get to learn on this quote pro- Moore is a daddy. Hmm. <laughs> And as I told Carla, I just hope there's not a pop queers on Friday. I'll see myself out. And uh, Ralph sent this along. This is a moment of titanic intellect. The man who is vying... For the uh, title of stupidest man, stupidest person, because I don't want to be sexist here, because uh, Marsha X goodness, Blackburn is also vying for the same title, stupidest person, in the entire Senate of the United States. Um, for the longest time, she and, and uh, Ron Johnson of Wisconsin were neck and neck on the inside rail, but... Whew, Tommy the Tuber came up on the outside and uh, he may he may yet win this thing he's extending his lead earlier today Tommy the Tuber did, engaged in one of those well in in that most southern of pastimes hating on New York City mm-hmm uh, if you go back and you read, um, oh, um, which one was uh, Pat Conroy's, uh, *The Prince of Tides*? His protagonist, a, a South Carolina fellow, uh, goes into a, a, a rather a significant digression on the predilection of Southerners to make almost a a contest out of expressing their disdain and disgust for New York City. And so it was with Tommy the Tuber today. Tommy, bringing a... uh, Uh, bringing a uh, recently dead mackerel to a sword fight, went on uh, Leon Scum's platform, formerly known as Twitter, now known as X, and Tommy laid down an excrement. I hope Joe Biden enjoyed going out for ice cream in New York City while the rest of the city is afraid of crime and migrants. Right, it, it, because, well, you see, the thing is, President Biden did go to New York City, and in fact, he showed up at 30 Rock, and he was interviewed by um, Seth Myers on The Tonight Show. And they went for ice cream downstairs. And that's where uh, he was asked by the press gaggle about the slaughter, the genocide in Gaza. And he said, I think we're close to a ceasefire. And he he expects something by the end of next weekend. Uh, But Tommy, uh, Tommy wouldn't never be caught dead in no New York City. Never mind the fact that he got busted uh, as the uh, public face of a New York City hedge fund where people lost their shirts. Right? Yeah? Remember that? Sure. He just narrowly evaded uh, being criminally charged himself. Oh, going back to Lara... uh, for what it's worth, Brother Deacon Asa says, "I believe this Laura lady. After all, Native Americans are the descendants of the lost tribes of Israel." Read a book. Yes, all you got, all you got to do is is read the Book of Mor Mormon, um, and 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 it'll tell you right there, translated from the. Uh, what kind of Egyptian was it? Middle Egyptian? No. Um, Proto Egyptian? No. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure the Horn Ad hoc. What kind of Egyptian were the uh, golden plates of Joseph Smith written in? Department will uh, reformed Egyptian. Reformed Egyptian. Stand down, Ad hoc Research Department. Reformed Egyptian. It's right there in Reformed Egyptian. Right there in the Book of Mormon, and uh, where it says that uh, uh, the 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 uh, Indigenous tribes in North America are the lost tribes of Israel. Mm. Yeah, thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. Yes, Reformed Egyptian. Haven't had to think about Reformed Egyptian in a while, so I had it tucked away on a on a brain cell that uh, uh, was a deep... Uh, okay, not the Tonight Show. Late Night with Seth Meyers. Okay, thank you, Randy Radar. We... I, uh, I appreciate the correction. Regret the error, but anyway, it was it it, it was it was it was fun. It was wacky. Um, President Biden embraced the dark Brandon meme, which is one of the one of the great political owns of modern American politics, in in which uh, the maggots were running around saying "Let's go Biden," meaning that what they were actually saying was "Fuck Biden." And then it got turned on its ear and turned into a meme for uh, how formidable a force President Biden is and he brought it he took out his let's his uh, uh, dark Brandon uh, aviators and put in everybody had a delightful laugh but it all got right under the skin of that uh, that uh, uh, noted Southern statesman, uh, Tommy the Tuba, proud son of the public educa- education system of Arkansas. Sorry, Haley. Uh, so he 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 excremented on X. Hope Joe Biden enjoyed going out for ice cream in New York City while the rest of the city is afraid of crime and migrants. The only problem is, well, back there in Alabama, there's a journalist, I've read his stuff, named Kyle Whitmire, who fact-checked the tuber with extreme prejudice, noting New York City's homicide rate is 4.8 per 100,000. Alabama's homicide rate is 15.9 per 100,000, more than three times that of New York City. Which explains why Tommy the tuber is almost never seen in Alabama. He is, after all, a Floridudlian. Live uh, um, some—I don't know—Costa uh, Rica Beach or something there in the uh, Florida, the part of the Florida Panhandle also known as LA, Lower Alabama, or the Redneck Riviera. That had to sting. Uh, piling on, uh, someone else responded, Maura Doherty I said, uh, I personally got murdered three times in New York City over the last six months. Yeah, do- 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 Tommy, coach, <laughs> you're not that sharp. You're not that quick. Don't fuck with the New Yorkers. Laura Bassett over at the New Yorker said, uh, things I spend my days afraid of in New York, random right wing football coaches from Alabama getting massive political power and using it to take reproductive freedoms away. Things I do not spend my days afraid of, crime and migrants. And then rubbing salt in the tubers wounds. uh, Someone else said a major criminal. Trump is about to go to jail and New Yorkers are excited. Hope you had fun eating your fancy ass ice cream there in New York City. Yeah. I it, wouldn't. It? I won't eat. I won't eat no ice cream what ain't blue bell. I might be inclined to agree with him on that. I mentioned Massachusetts earlier, or as it is mispronounced down south. I don't know why, but it is. Massachusetts, I don't even know how to spell that. But I grew up hearing that all during my young days down in Alabama. Massachusetts, where they also said Illinois. (sighs) Homicide writes Lee in New York says, Clearly he has never had uh, Carvel soft serve much better than Homicide. That's two, Lee. Uh, Lee adding, uh, Coach Tommy the Tuber should know that even when they move their home stadiums out of New York, some of those teams keep New York in their names. Well, I mean, Tommy's done something similarly. He's moved all the way out of Alabama, but he keeps Alabama in his name as senator. When if he really wants to represent the place he lives, he should be running against Rick Skeletor Scott or... Well, Marco Rubio, go figure. Uh, And there's Todd, Tommy the Tuber. Apparently, Tommy cut his intellectual jib on the short bus to school. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there are thousands of podcasts. New ones appear every day. This one has... This one has proudly existed for in excess of 20 years and out of those thousands I'm willing to bet this is the only one that contains the phrase intellectual jib yar, Todd yar (sighs) tell Mama Roxy's coming home intellectual jib loving that the password is jib. Okay, Todd, you watch and I'll watch, and we'll see if the word jib pops up uh, on our filthy morning habit. But no, back to Massachusetts. I can feel my IQ going down just saying Massachusetts. And and to our dear friends in the Boston area, the greater, uh, yeah, Uh, they've got a race going on for the uh, Republican Party Executive Committee. Every state has executive committees for their respective political parties, not just the Democrats and Republicans, but other parties as well. But they'll have an election for Republican State Executive Committee in Massachusetts. And one of the districts is in the greater Boston area, where one of the candidates is uh, Laurie... Kaufman, Lori Kaufman, K U F F M A N, who went to uh, uh, that website called X and posted her own excrement and said, Don't forget, I'll likely get voted into office on March 5th. Really? Likely? Likely. March 5th, huh? Yeah, that's Super Tuesday. Well, the thing is... Um... Kaufman's running, uh, uh, she's from Dorchester, Dorche, and she's running in the First Suffolk District for the RSC. And uh, an outfit called Universal Hub, which is a local Boston outlet, said she divides her love between Kanye West and Hitler and blames a COVID-19 shot for giving her stage 4 brain cancer. Brain cancer's horrible. I don't think she got it from the vaccine. No. And I don't want to necessarily attribute this to some sort of disease process maybe she's just a well she's just a Republican because when she said don't forget I'll likely get voted into office on March 5th she added long term goals are to ban same sex marriage never should have been legalized and trans will be illegal because of course yes illegal I will also exile all Jews Well, she's kind of got it in the right order. They came for the queers first um, on the first go-round back there in 1933. Came for the queers first, and then then they eventually got around to the Jews. Yeah, she's uh, even posted a meme of herself somewhere along the way, holding... God knows where she found one. I guess there's two or three still in the Greater Boston metro area. She found a payphone, and she held, and it's a picture of her holding the payphone in her hand, saying, "Hi, Hitler, it's 2024 here, and we're requesting your assistance." And she had been running as a as well, as a sort of a tandem package with someone named Daniel Kelly but she's broken ranks with him he owns something called Croak Park Uh, anybody in the Massachusetts contingent of the Horn Family Community Congregation want to explain Croak Park to me Uh, but um, the urban hub said she'd been running as uh, as a ticket with state committeeman candidate and Croak Park owner Daniel Kelly But now she hates him because he publicly supported Israel. Fortunately, she is not unopposed. But, you know, it'll be a test. A test to see if uh, there are enough Nazis in that district... To put her on the Republican State Committee there in Massachusetts. God, every time I say Massachusetts, it makes my skin crawl. And it's twenty. It, it's twenty twenty four. And in twenty twenty four, in the the new ninety states of America, the greatest country in the history of the world on earth now today, forever in the universe under God, amen. Apparently it's perfectly acceptable to be A, a Republican and B a Nazi. Or I may even have it out of order. A a Nazi and B a Republican. It's worth noting that this is the same Commonwealth of Massachusetts where they are... Please stop saying that, Roxanne. This is the same Massachusetts where the Attorney General is suing the living be-Jesus out of a bunch of Nazis. So I guess she wants to round up all the... Married gay people and the transes and the Jews and what, send them off to a camp in the Berkshires? Best I can figure. Of course, there's a lovely history in Massachusetts of not putting up with right-wing pieces of shit. It was, uh, what, uh, Worcester. No, I'm sorry, Wista. Wista, where back in the 20th century, the Klan sought to hold a rally, and the good people of Wista got together and beat the living shit out of the Klan. Great moments in American history. And said, don't let the sun set on you in Wista, Klansmen. I hope there's a historical marker in Wista about that. Because that's a, that's a noteworthy moment. What else? Well, apparently it's hissy season in the Republican Party. Uh, this past weekend at uh, the not particularly well-attended CPAC, Matt, it just Gates worse through an absolute conniption at the chairman of the House Ethics Committee, who is uh, in the process of investigating the shit out of Matt Gates over the 17-year-old that he probably paid to have sex with him. And meanwhile, uh, in, uh, in in the Senate, his brother, Josh Hall and Ass, of uh, Missouri, well, he, he doesn't like the GOP leadership in the Senate. What happened today is that uh, the Speaker of the House, Mike Mullah Mike Moses Johnson, the Minority Leader, Hakeem Jeffries, the Senate Minority Leader, Mitch McConnell, and the Senate Majority Leader, um, Chuck Schumer, well, they got together at the White House with President Biden. Because it's, well, rather important that we keep the government open. And you get the idea that the, three, the, the, the president and three of the four leaders turned and looked at mullah Moses Mike Johnson and said, listen, handle serpents, cover yourself in Crisco, roll on the floor, speak in tongues, don't give a fuck, but we are going to keep this government running. And so um, uh, CNN's Manu Raju caught up with Josh Holland's ass and said, Well, he's frustrated now. And he said, well, this was supposed to be done in September. I mean, this is now almost March. I mean, this is just ridiculous. They have agreement on the budget top line. They've had it since January. This is why I voted against the last continuing result. Wade, he voted to shut down the government. And now he's mad that the government's about to shut down. We raise more corn to feed more hogs, to buy more land, to raise more corn, to feed more hogs, to buy more land, to raise... You get the idea. But he said it's the leadership's fault for not putting together a package everyone could agree on. Well, they've had months to do this stuff. I mean, my patience is run out. They're all to blame. And at this point, it's just absurd. Uh, Leader Schumer said the meeting was productive and intense. And it was particularly intense where where the funding... Of the desperate fight for democracy in Ukraine is concerned, but lo and behold, um, Addison McConnell—that's his real name, y'all. Uh, Addison McConnell uh, kind of took the lead on saying, Now we we have to send a uh, aid package to the to Ukraine. A uh, 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 lickety split, you hear? And I don't disagree with Mitch McConnell on that. And it's kind of humiliating because the Ukrainian retreat from Avdivka, leaving it in the hands of, and the tender mercies of the monster army of uh, uh, Vladidoti, well, they had to do that because they ran out of bullets. Really? Guns aren't much good without bullets. And, uh, Manu Raju later told Dana Bash, back on set, that it's a Republican on Republican dispute. McConnell wanted a straightforward bill with no poison pills. And, uh, Said there's a lot of Republican on Republican division over Ukraine. And of course, the unstated thing there is that the problem, the problem is, well, Mullah Moses Mike Johnson, because the man lives in perpetual fear. And it's a fear of his own party, and members of his own party, that he, Mullah Moses Mike Johnson, enabled. Because after all, uh, Princess Sporkfoot has his testicles in an old mayonnaise jar in the back of a refrigerator next to all those jars of pee-pee that she's got saved up for the next pandemic along with several tube, uh, tubes of aardvark antifungal. But Josh Hawley's patience has run out. Wouldn't it be beautiful if that uh, Marine Corps veteran, the Democrat, could unseat that little pissant? Dare to dream, y'all, dare to dream. And I guess there's trouble in paradise with the former first couple. Yeah. Uh, the book itself is uh, about first ladies, generally. American Women, The Transformation of the Modern First Lady from Hillary Clinton to Jill Biden by Katie Rogers. And it's based upon dozens of uh interviews and in particular dozens of sources from the Nitwit Nero administration and catalogs the absolute Donny Brooks see what I did there Donny Brooks huh? mm, yeah, mm, no, mm. Um, the Donny Brooks that Nitwit Nero and Melanoma engaged in over what correct presidential behavior might be. They got into it about what was the best cable news outlet to watch. Nitwit Nero was all for Fox back then, but Melanoma liked to watch CNN. Maybe it was that honky wolf blitzer. But she and hubby both had a case of the paranoids where where it concerned people writing or saying unkind things about her. And uh, she uh, kept track of the journalists who didn't weren't sufficiently obsequious about her, and this tracks with a story from two thousand eighteen about uh, Nitwit Nero getting on Air Force One and and seeing Melanoma's personal television uh, tuned to CNN, at which point he had a meltdown and ordered other TVs will be tuned to Fox. In the future. And it got to the point where there was an email exchange between the White House Military Office and White House Communications Agency. They also got into it because, well, style, y'all. They're classy, the Trumps are. They got uh, into it over the way that The residence in the White House would be decorated. And Nitwit Nero wanted uh, the usual khaki ass, gaudy, um, Baroque, uh, you know, Baroque on the brown acid look. Whereas if you recall Melanoma's idea of Christmas decorations, from what, the first Christmas in the White House there, she tends to be more, I don't know, Europeanly postmodern, austere. And because he's the man. Nitwit Nero ordered some of the pieces replaced with the, you know, the shitty stuff that he likes because he's tacky as fuck. In the book, Katie Rogers writes, "Without so much as control over the decor, uh, melanoma—she st- says Melania, but we know what her real name is—melanoma still wanted to signal to the public that she was optimistic about her future in Washington." And that's when she went on what was formerly known as Twitter and said and post and and, and put on a post that said, "Looking forward to the memories we'll make in our new home." And downplayed the tacky furniture inside the building in, inside the place. And she went so far as to. Uh, decorate her own bedroom suite far far away from her hubbies which she locked the door to every evening in her bedroom and then she moved her parents into the room where Michelle Obama's mama had lived during those eight years They apparently argued when, uh, you know, when another instance of Second Amendment freedom would break down and some children would be chewed up into chutney by, um, or, or, you know, ceviche, by semi-automatic weapons fire. They parted ways, Nitwit Nero, and... Uh, melanoma over the Unite the Right rally when the Nazis killed Heather Heyer. That's when Nitwit Nero said they were very fine people on both sides. But Melanoma responded, Our country encourages freedom of speech, but let's communicate without hate in our hearts. No good comes from violence. So she was literally using Twitter to needle uh, her philandering husband. Uh, I I think uh, there's probably a little bit of rehabilitation of melanoma to this book, and I'm not going to sign on with that. And when the news broke about, stormy, no singing, we are $1,105 behind. Um, Well, melanoma got pissed when that happened, y'all. And uh, Stephanie Grisham apparently told Katie Rogers that... uh, That's when Melanoma took off and went to Magaloco. And Grisham, who traveled with her on that jaunt, said that the First Lady had wanted to communicate her anger to the President. I think she was pissed at Trump and wanted him to be a little humiliated that she took off. Well, based on what Stormy said, he is, in fact, a little humiliated. Not exactly a member of the hard right, Uh, what's that, Ralphs? <laughs> no, Robin. Mel- Melanoma's Christmas decorations are Tacky Edward Munch's The Scream. True. I know, that's what I felt when I saw it. We are into the second hour of the program. The Filler Rockster continues. If uh, you would like to engage in any conversation, you're more than welcome so to do. Lines are open, each and every one of them. The stress line, of course, 844 843 4676 844. The Horn, T H E H O R N. And the, we just call it the other phone number, 304 574 8178. And then there's Skype Robin, R O B Y N, Kincaid Horn, K I N C A I D H O R N. And if you've never used that before, send me a contact request. I'll okay it, and we'll chat that way. Whatever whatever works best for you. And the uh, Esther Price chocolates are still out there for the taking. Five boxes of Esther Price chocolates, courtesy of Steve in New York, for a $100 contribution to the horn to help us get the bills paid at the end of the month. Randy Radar says uh, she was the white witch from Narnia. (laughs) We in New York who's uh, piling up uh, cowbells this evening. Uh, Decorating style, nitwit Nero's style, patriotic sneaker. The blacks love me. Because of my sneakers. And because I've been indicted. Now off to take, Sass. Ah, this is fun. A member of... and, And so... Saw this story first earlier this afternoon. There are nine members of the Texas Supreme Court, uh, three women and six men, as far as we can tell, not exactly known as a bastion of liberal democracy, So, when you see a headline that reads, Texas Supreme Court Judge Rails Against Brainwashed Republican Colleagues, well, you're going to click on that. Oh, Ralphs is taking the chocolates. Yay. Uh, Ralphs, uh, once again, please just uh, uh, email me your address, um, and uh, I'll send that to Steve, and those chocolates will be on the way to you. No, Emilio. Esther Price chocolates are not endorsed by Vincent Price. Vincent Price is very busy being dead. <sighs> oh. Now, so Texas Supreme Court Judge rails against brainwashed Republican college. Wait, is there something decent going on here? It is 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 a, a modicum of Common compassion breaking out in that horrifying maggot but No. No, of course not. The story is about Texas Supreme Court Justice John Devine. Legalized murder. Eat shit. No, different Devine. Sorry, I've got that video loop and stuck in my head now. Although it may show up in the Republican Party platform later this year, now, John Devine is arguably in trouble because he's got a primary opponent, another Republican who is constantly uh, hammering John Devine for his lack of anything resembling ethics. And so now there's audio of John Devine. By the way, he is, where's the surprise here? Before he got onto the Texas Supreme Court, He was a theocrat via the uh, fetus fetish movement in Texas. And this past September, he was addressing some potential voters in East Texas. And he complained about. the brainwashed Republicans uh, that he shared the court with. It was a lulu. He claims... (laughs) Matt in San Francisco, I love Divine... These aren't cha-cha heels. I hate you. You ruined my Christmas. The Christmas tree on top of the mother is what made it art. <laughs> I wish. I wish this. Well, he's. It, mm, he's not nearly as entertaining, but he's could be every bit as wacky. John Devine claims uh, has claimed over the years that he was arrested. 37 times at anti-abortion protests in the 1980s and 1990s. He's another one of those ahistorical right-wing weirdos who says that uh, there's no such thing as separation of church and state that it is a myth, a myth, a myth. Yeah. You know I'm going to do that. The guy's a real whackadoodle, And the guy uh, running against him, 2nd District Court of Appeals Judge Brian Walker, said, we have a judge who just continues to violate ethical rules in the Code of Judicial Conduct that's written by the te- Texas Supreme Court itself, and if the people can't trust that judges are going to follow even their own rules, then they'll have very little confidence that the rule of law truly will prevail. Well, Judge, Judge Walker, Texas Stranger, uh, uh, the rule of law is pretty much a dead letter in Texas, but well, you probably know that. But John Devine is a darling of the white wing in Texas, And he rails against his brother and sister justices and their big law backgrounds. And he said that big law taught them to worry, spend more time worrying about procedures, you know, standing and timeliness and whatever else. At times, I feel like they would sacrifice the republic for the sake of the process That's actually in a recording that the Texas Tribune got their hands on. He said, at times, well, my concern is that they all bow down to the altar of process rather than to fidelity to the Constitution." The only problem here, as Darlene and Billable and Stephen New York can point out, is that process is at the heart of the Constitution of the United States. But Divine here it just wants to, 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 to declare things to be law and to hell with everybody else. They all bow down to the altar of process rather than to the fidelity of the Constitution. And when I say that, it's not meant to be malice towards my colleagues. Of course not. I think it's how they were trained, how they were brainwashed. I don't know if they wash in Texas, but I knew that. Well, okay, never mind. And what he's particularly butthurt about, because always, the case of a dude named Jeff Younger. At one point in time, Jeff Younger was a candidate for the Texas House of Representatives And... Uh, Uh, This is the guy that got the live-and-be-Jesus heckled out of him at, uh, what, North Texas State University or something a year or so ago because he was in there uh, grunting and barking about, come on, everybody, fill in the blank. I'm sorry. the transes! And so in 2022... He went to the Texas Supreme Court and asked the court to tell his ex-wife that she could not move to California. She wanted to move to California because California had recently become a refuge state for children like their child. And so if she went to California and took the child with them, then the child would have been able to transition and takes ass, couldn't do a goddamn thing about it. Up to and including prosecuting the child or the mother. And the court, taking a look at the Crayon, the, the brown crayon scrawlings of Younger said, well, this thing's a mess. It's chock full of errors and it's full of, and the term they used was tenuous speculation that the ex-wife would violate a standing court order because there was a court order in Texas that said that she could not allow the child to uh, have gender-affirming care. And so as recently as this past September, when Divine was pontificating, he said, I'm not going to stand here sanctimoniously and say, well, he didn't cross a T or dot an I. We're talking about great constitutional issues here that'll determine whether we survive as a representative republic or not. Are we going to just have it stolen from us over process for crying out loud? (sighs) The republic is going to fall, according to this uh, wackadoodle, white-wing, fascist, POS if a child was allowed to have gender-affirming care as opposed to unaliving herself. See, see, uh, Younger was all proud because his wife had gone give him a, a little baby boy. Or so he thought. See, this is what you get when the only, the, the only thing you do is look between a baby's legs and then say, "Wow, well, that's obviously a boy. And i a girl. Because sex and gender aren't the same thing, but I don't have to say that. We know that. And so this clown uh, brings his religion, religion with him onto the bench and rules little different from a mullah in Tehran. And addressing the question, Brother Deacon Asus says, Riddle me this, Batwoman. If the transit is illegal and the Jews are to be exiled, then what happens to transient Jews? Do they eventually work themselves out in payroll? <laughs> Brother Deacon. Work themselves out in payroll. There's another phrase you're not going to hear in any other uh, any other, uh Uh, the radio programs or podcasts this evening. We are unique, you know that? And Devine is so odious that he's the only member of the court up for re-election who has a primary challenger. Uh, The uh, president of Texas values... One Jonathan Sens said he's very principled and passionate about his role and about standing firm and exercising that role. Even if someone has a different opinion or they're trying to put some political pressure on him, to me, it's a reflection of what the people of Texas want and expect. Uh, He said, uh, and I guess they exist. He he got, uh, Devine got all butt hurt over uh, the Court of Criminal Appeals in Texas, which is comprised entirely of Republicans. And uh, that court said that Attorney General Ken Paxton, who has been indicted for a low of these ten years and nothing's happened to him yet, said that he couldn't just take it upon himself to prosecute local voting <clears throat> crimes. Well, he said that the all GOP uh, Court of Criminal Appeals in Texas is run by rhinos and trans Republicans. Well, I guess we exist. I will. I'll never understand them, but, you know, Blair White, Caitlyn Jenner. I know of at least one trans Republican in Florida uh, who's about to have her gender marker changed to boy on her driver's license, and I guess she'll be just fine with that because she's one of the good ones. And apparently um, uh, Judge Walker has, you know, he's, he's got some receipts. The Texas Tribune, who broke the story, noted that divine, and I'm just going to continue calling him divine so that we can continue to make the little mental side-by-side with, you know, the good divine. God rest your soul. Uh, Southern Baptist mullah Paul Pressler and his former law partner Jared Woodfill were brought up on a uh, rather scandalous sex abuse lawsuit and even though he was uh, in the same law firm at the same time that the plaintiff was sexually abused by that good God fair and upstanding Bible believing Christ centered evangelical fundamentalist homosexual Christian Republican Southern Baptist Paul Pressler. Uh, Divine worked for the firm, said, but, but, no, it, uh, he said uh, I didn't have no financial or other ties to the lawsuit or uh, or the firm. I mean, uh, uh, and, and 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 if I ain't at oral arguments. Uh, it was uh, non-issues just and that's what happens when you got an elected judiciary. He went on his whole Bloomberg law divine did. Uh, the fact that we're elected and part of our job is to run for re-election. It doesn't do you any good if you don't get reelected and yet somehow the other members of the court who are also running for re-election managed to show up to work. It will come as no surprise whatsoever that on background we find out. Hi, Dave. How's the gang down at uh, Crazy Dave's Crucifixion Emporium? Tell Gladys I said hi. Uh, Divine is not a native Texonian. No. He, uh, he scampered off from taliban Indiana, in the 1980s to Texas and went to the South Texas College of Law And barbering school. I don't know why I threw that in there. Uh, And immediately became uh, a a, uh, player in the pro-life movement and takes ass. And so uh, they took to... And uh, if you're out there, Beth, hi... Our pal Beth in Dallas worked at a reproductive health clinic, and she was well familiar with the steady stream of wild-eyed, dripping-fanged pro-life protesters. And so, uh, Divine jumped in and into the uh, the uh, clinic protests and said he. Did 34 days in jail for blocking the entrance to an abortion clinic. Good Lord. And uh, the the article at at Texas Tribune, Tribune is lengthy. And there's there there there's nobody who isn't cis and heterosexual and white and male that divine doesn't hate. He dissented in a case uh, of the uh, re, um, regarding the city of Houston when Houston said that marriage benefits should include the spouses of gay and lesbian city workers. The court decided not to hear the case. And Devine was outraged, I tell you, outraged. Surely the state may limit spousal employment benefits to spouses of the opposite sex. Only these spouses are capable of procreation within their marriage, and the state has an interest in encouraging such procreation. Because Texas is underpopulated. So maybe go and have a read if you want to. But yes, the Texas, the Republicans of the Texas Supreme Court have been huh, brainwashed. Not divine. You remember the tan suit? Tan suit gate. You remember the hissy the right wing had over Barack Obama wearing a tan suit? No one has ever so disrespected the office of the president as this secret muslin has done wearing his tan secret muslin suit. And by the way, Ron and Raleigh says, Christian nationalists people want you to believe that Christian nationalism is anything other than a white supremacist movement like the Zionist movement in the U.K. and Israel at the same time. Stevie Three Shirt sounds like European Jews that want to claim that they're actually indigenous to Israel. It's hard not to draw that parallel, isn't it? Oh, by the way, Brother Deacon uh, Emilio says, Brother Deacon Asa is expressly evil, and we love him for it. Adding, if we don't win your case, your haircut is free. Now, I I referenced Tan Suitgate because of something that happened recently on Fox News TV Radio Rwanda. It happened on uh, the program hosted by the guy who used to be uh, Bill Falafelman O'Reilly's little stalker, Jesse Waters. And Jesse Waters is concerned about the masculine manliness and manhood of Joe Biden because ice cream.
0: Uh, the this Ice cream, you know my rule about right. men eating soup in public. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's manly to go like that with a soup and you're blowing on it. It just doesn't...
2: I got another story in the stack, and this may be the this may be the tie in for it. The White Wing is terribly, terribly concerned about masculinity. They talk a lot they, they, they talk a lot more about masculinity than they ever do femininity I think Dr. Freud might have a field day with these guys but according to Jesse Waters it's not masculine and it's a rule you'll notice he said it's a rule that masculine man of masculine masculinity should never eat soup in public because it's not masculine to hold the spoon up and blow on it so that it's not so hot i don't know if there's a corollary for say miso in a sushi joint where you just pick the whole bowl up and slurp on it so confusing no wonder it's so difficult but if there's a if there's a masculine soup rule there at Fox News TV Radio Rwanda Then apparently Jesse Waters has just uh, has just set forth the ice cream corollary
0: let's do this again uh, the, the ice cream you know my rule about right. men eating soup in public mm-hmm. I don't think it's manly to go like that with a soup and you're blowing on it it's just not a good look I think the same thing for ice cream. You should save that for vacation. Mm. A grown man, especially the president, should not be licking ice cream mm. in public. As- so this is
2: this is this is really the uh, issue bedeviling a, a a a a stressed out nation. He ate ice cream. He's wait he's too old to eat ice cream is that what we're saying now he's too old to eat ice cream he might get a brain freeze and die it, we're good I, it, I, I wish there was some enterprising person with say uh, a cell phone who could catch some video of Jesse waters eating soup either in public or in private Fine by me. There's Arnold with the with the real answer or the real man answer. A real man should use his tongue like a tool and eat the ice cream with pride. These right wingers are real dumb shits. Would it be okay if he ate ice cream with a spoon and got it in a cup instead of a cone? I can't keep up, y'all. The rules are just too complicated. And no wonder that people like Josh Hall and Ass and testicle-toasting Tucky Rose Carlson uh, think that there's a crisis of masculinity in America. There's... Very few things that a guy can do that isn't unmasculine. No soup, no ice cream. Oddly enough, we'll get to this. Matt in San Francisco, subject line, kink. So this guy's kink is slurping, and he gets off on ice cream eating. Something tells me there's a rent boy out there with an interesting story about Jesse Waters, a Motel 6, and a soft-serve cone. <laughs> i'm i'm not going to editorialize that on matt beca- on that matt because i i think I, th- I think you've covered the basis quite nicely but i mean wouldn't there have to be a shower afterward because i mean it's ice cream it's made out of milk it's gonna go rancid that that can't be good inquiring minds Uh, Ron and Raleigh tan suit you say I guess they never saw this (laughs) but you have and I have yes Ronald Reagan wearing a tan suit I'm so old I can remember when old 666 himself Ronald Wilson Reagan actually introduced the concept in the 80's of ugh Men wearing brown shoes with suits. Just... No. Uh, Matt in San Francisco, I hope he tipped the maid. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes Matt's like a Zen Master, writing the... I hope he tipped the maid. Um. Well, if you add well, I hope he tipped the maid well, that could be the second line of a haiku, you know, 5 seven, 5 There's your 7. We just need the first line and the third line, and we've, we... Yep. We got a sexy time ice cream haiku. It's a lot sometimes, and by God, the the program is just running away from us. It's we've only got about 14 minutes left in the second hour of the program. Uh, If you want to talk, call in. I can't make this shit up, y'all. So back to the crisis of masculinity. I ran across this the other day, and it was just a great big giant wood. I I I double checked it. It was it was it was that weird. It, one of those stories where you go, wait a minute, is this real? And you check the you check the URL and all the spellings and everything, and look for underscores to make sure that it's not a Send up of another website, and there it is at Vox. Just as a way of just by background on September fifteenth of this of this year. Please, let me enjoy the summer first. But September 15th of 2024 will mark four years for me without a cigarette. I'm proud of that fact. And I was able to quit because I needed to break the, not the chemical, but the physical aspect of it first. Because... For instance, in the all the years before that, if I'd been doing video, you would have seen me knocking out, uh, knocking out an entire pack of Camel Wide Blues over the course of three hours of this program, and I probably, and I really wasn't smoking that many of them. It was it was my wubby. and I I would just I I get it going, take a couple of puffs, set it in the ashtray, talk, 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 pick it up, oh, shit, it's burned up, and light another one. But on September the 15th, 2020, because I had finally found a reason to want to live forever, I put them down. And what got me through and and enabled me to break that, that physical aspect before I dealt with the chemical, were nicotine pouches. Patches had never worked for me. The nicotine gum upset my stomach. But the little 2-milligram pouches pushed the Jones away and allowed me not to break and smoke because, well, smoking isn't healthy for people who are taking estrogen. And so that'll be four years. One of the brands of pouches that I purchased was called Zyn, Z Y N. It's owned by Philip Morris, I think. And uh, they purchased it from Swedish Match, who was the leading, uh, the, the leading, uh, the, the cutting edge developer of nicotine delivery systems that didn't involve smoking. And the pouches were good because unlike snuff or chaw and tobacco, you didn't have to constantly be spitting. And you didn't have to worry that you know, you'd throw up your toenails if you swallowed some of it. You just tuck the little pouch up there between your cheek and gum and forget about it. Cinnamon, wintergreen, peppermint, citrus, tastes like juicy fruit. Well, lo and behold, you could have knocked me over with a feather when I saw this story from Vox the other day. You know, we were talking about manly masculine, manulinity, or whatever. And uh, it turns out that all these guys who, like Jesse Waters, are worried about Um, I don't know, they're willy not being able to get hard anymore if they're seen slurping soup in public. Or eating ice cream. How many children have you fathered Jesse Waters? Because I think Joe Biden did a pretty good job there doing the man thing. Well, there, there really are... There really is a right wing movement around what to eat, how to exercise, and yes, nicotine pouches. And it's not just it, it's not just any brand of nicotine pouch, it's Zen Z Y N. And they've even coined a portmanteau for it. Masculinity. Because oddly enough, and we've talked about this in the past, everything from the men's rights advocates to the incels to uh, various... For, you know, Nick Fuentes out there telling young conservative men that it's gay for them to have sex with women. Um, I mean... Manhood is in a mess over on the right wing, and of course, this all plays in with people like old Pink Shrek Joe Rogan and uh, 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 Matt Walsh and little Benny Dry Wife Shapiro. It's see, it's it's manly to it's manly to make sure your wife stays dry. And none other than testicle-toasting Tokyo Rose Carlson declared uh, relative to Zen nicotine pouches, I use it every second I'm awake. Seconds before I fall asleep, I take it out. Oh, leave it in, Tokyo Rose. And they've gone so far as to say that the nicotine pouches enhance sexual performance what like Edith huh because the point in, in, in point of fact nicotine constricts blood vessels and that's not good for delivering blood to the penis so that it can be part of the hard right. This culture. But here in the year 2024 of the Common Era, the middle of the third decade thereof, young right-wing men who are becoming more right-wing because somehow or another they feel like they're Manhood is threatened when the only people threatening their manhood are Jesse Waters telling them they can't eat fucking soup or ice cream. Well, masculinity has become a thing. And as Anna North writes at Vox, uh, masculinity is a part of a larger narrative that's being sold to young American men by tech entrepreneurs like Leon Scum, also known as Elongated Muskrat, or that notorious sex trafficker, alleged Andrew Tate, uh, the uh, she described the hustle gurus on TikTok, And to some degree, Donald Trump and his loyalists within the Republican Party. Poor Jesse Waters didn't get a mention here. Anna North says, while not all of these figures are hyping nicotine pouches, they are pushing some variant of the idea that men can reclaim a lost dominance through a hyper capitalistic, even fascistic focus on achievement. And the perfection of the body. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to uh, send a memo out to the uh, out to the home office there in uh, in San Francisco. Matt, um, does the masculinization of the masculine body remind you of anything? I mean, isn't Being buff and hot and a gym bro, I mean, isn't that, like, straight out of gay culture? Remember, I don't know that much, but there we were yesterday talking about twinks, twunks, and daddies, and here we are. I I, I didn't plan this. Sometimes the program just writes itself. but it's unmanly to eat ice cream or soup. And now you've got masculinity here and you've got allegedly heterosexual young right-wing men who are trying to get buff and, and they're, and they're, I'm sorry, but I'm wondering who they're trying to get buff before buff for because While these young men are turning toward some right-wing vision of masculinity, women their age are like, oh, no, please, no, thank you, no. Young women are leaning more into feminism and looking for men who aren't total dickheads, while these guys are working on their dickhead master's degrees, Anna North cites Greg Price, the communications director at the State Freedom Caucus Network. Uh, they they try to get uh, white wingers elected to state legislatures. And uh, speaking to Semaphore, Greg Price said a man with nicotine protein caffeine and creatine coursing through his veins is an
4: unstoppable force
2: huh i mean if you if you if you were to and i don't advise it but if you were to go and take a wander through some of the more nightmare districts of the incels and the men's rights guys what you'll find is a bunch of people sitting around talking about how women are trash and how they are femoids and describing their uh, describing a woman's nether regions as a roasty, completely oblivious to female anatomy and declaring, I'm sorry, trigger warning, declaring that If a woman has prominent labia minora, that it means she is street meat. I'm not doing this for for prurient purposes. This is anthropology, y'all. This is what far too many younger men in this country are turning to in some sort of existential crisis of masculinity. So they're eating protein. They're eating. They're eating protein, consuming creatine, eating, uh, drinking caffeine, and tucking little pouches of nicotine into that space between their cheek and gum. Okay, thank you, Matt. Jim Bro. Uh, <laughs> these are the guys that get way too close to other guys in the gym sauna. At some point in time they probably will be banned from the gym I mean this just all of this all of this right-wing conservative masculinity just seems to be it it would have been over the top gay and i don't mean that in any sort of negative connotation but it yeah it would it would have been it just but not in 2024. These, these dudes are walking around uh, uh, ta- uh, spending time online and talking about how much they hate women. At the same time extolling the virtue of their manliness and complaining that, women are, that, that the Stacys are riding the cock carousel. And that they are hypergamous. Oh, there's so much vocabulary. And that 80% of women are only sleeping with 10%. The top 10% of men. And that an average college-aged woman will have sex a thousand times in a year, just not with them, because they are neither Chads nor Tyrones. By the way, the masculinity movement is racist as fuck I mean it's 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 anthropologically fascinating and horrifying at the same time it's like a it's like a train wreck and you drive by and you can't help slowing down to just get a gander so in right wing masculinity out there they they are they're they're pushing younger men to take stimulants red bull y'all remember matt gates crushing up viagras and snorting them and chasing them with red bull because he can fuck all night and they're supposed to take lots and lots of vitamins and they're supposed to eat Organ meats. Organ meats. That would be your liver and your kidneys. I don't know. Tripe? But wait, they can't eat soup, so that means that menudo is out for them. And menudo is a lovely Hispanic soup that's made with tripe and When made poorly, as Anthony Bourdain pointed out, tastes like wet dog. Uh, (laughs) You can't make this shit up! I mean, I guess, I'm I'm not going to argue with sweetbreads. I'm sorry, they're just delicious. Hi, Chris. Can't get them here. Liver? Liver? They finally found a way to get young men to eat liver and onions. I mean, I used to do it with a with a, a raspberry balsamic vinegar reduction, and it kind of took the icky away from them. But never mind, that's not even food porn. So what they're out there preaching, and Jesse Waters was part of it. Ice cream, soup. Where's Steve from Georgia stand when I need him? Steve, soup. But they think the way to get young men to the ballot box to vote maggot uh, in 2024 is to challenge them by saying that white men, for whom every last structure in the United States, Is created are falling behind and they're being replaced by the brown people and the women folk. And it's all because of CRT and DEI and ESG. We may get into ESG in a minute, too, in what appears to be a three hour filler rockster. By the way, we're into the third hour of the program. Thank you, Ralphs. Ralphs taking uh, Steve up on the Esther price challenge got us down to ten oh five. dollars We can, uh, let's see, what would it take to be even? So, um, if we wanted to be even with where, so we'd need to raise $405 between now and the end of the hour. I, I don't know if that's possible. Uh, this is just so corrosive, it's 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 so damaging and so dangerous, because there, 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 there are problems in this country uh, that relate to men and how they relate to the world around them. They're beset on all sides. I neglected to mention the Nazis and the Christian nationalists when I was talking about the incels and the men's rights people and and I, I don't know maybe in, in the black community the equivalent would be what the uh, hoteps they're big into masculinity and, and diet related stuff yep says brother Deacon Asa. organ meats just look at the number of this dipshits dipshit mar- followers Who are we talking, uh, there's someone, oh my god, there's someone on Instagram, whose handle is Liver King, you got a great big old bushy beard you could strain lunch out of, I know, that's gross, isn't it, uh. He's the CEO of the Ancestral Lifestyle. And there's a picture of him, and he's all ripped and chiseled and got himself washboard abs, and he and looks like Jeremiah Johnson on a bad day and holding up a liver that must have come from a fucking elephant. Dude's tits are bigger than mine. Those aren't tats. Those are pecs. No, those are tets. <sighs> oh my god, brother Deacon, that's that's repulsive. But yeah, uh, the 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 uh, uh, the dipshit Liver King has uh, two point three million rubes. I mean followers. the number of those people who are women is probably somewhere approaching um, absolute zero. And so what the, what these assholes are preaching to these poor, impressionable young young men is that they can have it, they can take it all back if they just eat right. And if they they exercise the right way, and they gotta vote right wing, and then they'll be chads and tyrones. <sighs> so poisonous. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mentioned Joe Rogaine. He's talked about him on his uh, weird little program. And uh, he blathers on with Shane Gillis, who got fired from Saturday Night Live because he's a complete bigot of, of all stripes. So now he sidekicks for Joe Rogaine. And there's even a there's even a cult where guys will walk up and ask right wing politicians to autograph their Zen cans. And way down and I kinda wish I still had the reverb on my on, on, on my mixer. <sighs> because Uh, Anna North writes, the the pouches have tapped into a precarious moment in American masculinity. Precarious. Granted, they still have all the rights. No one's telling them what to do with their reproductive organs. Organ mates! And uh, their masculinity is under assault because some of these poor young men have to take pink-collar jobs. Jobs that were once associated with women's. And so, uh, she wrote, the pouches have tapped into a precarious moment in American masculinity. Young men today are growing up in a time of enormous economic Uncertainty, T, 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 T. But people are actually studying this phenomenon. Robert Lawson is a professor of sociolinguistics at Birmingham City University in the UK. He authored the book Language and Mediated Masculinities. And he said the way they the way these young men get sucked in is with things like workout tips. But then they get over to TikTok. We've talked about TikTok. Where he says it's a gradual ex- uh, process of exposure to potentially more extreme content like dehumanization of women, people of color, and uh, outright claims that, you know, these people are the reason why your life is rubbish. But it's not like the John Wayne masculinity of days gone by, that wonderful that wonderful scene in the birdcage where Robin Williams encourages Nathan Lane to be masculine by walking like John Wayne and Nathan Lane does it and says, did I do it wrong? And Robin Williams says, no, I just never realized John Wayne walked like that. Anna North writes, this is masculinity. Instead of being stoic and silent, it's about hustling, working out, and relentless self-improvement. Even the partying is optimized. Uh, The liver king mentioned earlier. Yeah, you you can't sneak anything past Brother Deacon Asa. He's tapped into the zeitgeist. Well, this article references the liver king, too. Built a following of millions with his large physique and his diet of, and I quote, beef brains, bull testicles, and raw animal livers. You know what used to be comedy back in the day on Saturday Night Live has become reality for these freaks. It's wild. Anybody remember the send up of Mommy Dearest? I think Jane Curtin played uh, 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 Joan Crawford. And was it Bill Murray playing Clark Gable? And Gilda Radner playing the daughter. And Clark Gable walks into the scene and says, Here, I brought you a gift, little girl. I wanted to bring you a dolly, but your mother said you'd like a nice piece of raw liver. Here's the thing about the Liver King. While he was out there bragging about his beef brains, bull testicles, and raw animal livers... Well, a couple of years ago, he admitted that no, those great big boobies and that those washboard abs were the result of his abuse of anabolic steroids. Uh-huh. No mention there of his. Never mind the bull testicles. His are probably well undiscoverable without a scanning electron microscope. Uh, oh, they wax poetic about these nicotine pouches. Michael Knowles, over at the Daily Wire, that is not an endorsement or an unpaid product placement, fuckers. Uh, Michael Knowles is the guy who said that uh, there should be uh, there should be a transgender genocide, except for the fact that killing all the transgender people wouldn't be a genocide because transgender people don't exist. Well, he said that uh, when he takes a Zen pouch, it's a... Uh, uh, actually what Neuralink will feel like. Neuralink being the thing that uh, Leon Scum wants to put in people's brains. It feels like you're just taking an electrical charge and plugging it into your brain stem. Apparently he was not a smoker first. Because the only thing that using a pouch ever did for me was make me stop wanting a cigarette. It didn't feel like anything had been plugged into my brain stem. Uh, Testicle toasting Tuckio Rose Carlson has said, That's a powerful work enhancer. Uh, Emilio observing, uh, Eating soup is gay. Well, duh. A real man survives by only chomping on rocks. And Emilio also also asks, and I wish you hadn't, what is a roasty? I really don't know. Well, it goes back to what I said about female anatomy and the labia minora. They think that if the labia minora are not noticeable, then that means that a woman is sexually inexperienced, and all of this manosphere crap, to the extent that it's heterosexual, is focused on wanting to get girls. It's it's it, it's beating heart and soul as pedophilia, who are sexually inexperienced, so they won't know how bad these goddamned incels are in bed. And so they classify, never having actually seen female anatomy in person, they think that. Labia minora expand or grow as a woman's uh, sexual history builds, and so they will say that a. Oh, I hate saying trigger warning. A roasty on a femoid street meat is. A comparison between a woman's vulva and a cross-section of like an Arby's roast beef sandwich. That's how disgusting these guys are. And they will obsess over it. And they'll and, and, and it's all about you know oh, these women are disgusting. And, and and I just why won't anybody date me? Oh my word. So there's your answer, Emilio, to the question I wish you hadn't asked. Uh, Christopher in Oregon writing, Jesse Waters, Macho Macho Man. Come on, Robin. We all know it's right there in the manly manhood, manliness of masculinity agenda. Man shall not lick ice cream cones in public, by God. Oh, wait, that's right. Your subscription's been canceled. It wasn't canceled. I resigned. On the other hand, honestly, if I see a guy giving an ice cream cone a workout, I'm probably going to introduce myself. (laughs) Sorry. There's an old joke. There's, no, a, a, there's a there's a guy. He's not particularly handsome, not tall, doesn't have shoulders like an aircraft carrier or anything like that. But every night, sure enough, he leaves the bar with the most beautiful woman in the room. Another guy watches this go on. And he has all those attributes. He's six six, and he's and he's, he's six six, and he's, he's and he's, he's two forty, and, and he's got shoulders like an aircraft carrier, and he's just a hunk. And he leans over to the bartender and says, "What is it with that guy? He's short. He's got a gut. He's not handsome." And yet every night he lives, leaves with the most beautiful woman in the building. What is it? And the bartender just looks at him and says, I don't know, man. He doesn't do anything. He just comes in here, gets his drink, and goes over and sits down in the corner and spends, spends the rest of the night there drinking his drink and licking his eyebrows. It's tough telling jokes like that because there's no laugh track, and I you can't, can't, can't hear if you're groaning or laughing. That's what the cowbell's for. Uh, Arnold, with another note. Uh, Arnold says, uh, "They're all different. They're all the same. Be. They're all different. They're all the same. Beautiful. Each and every last one of. Yeah, I know what you're. Yes, and I correct. Right." And there have actually been comparative studies. And no, the labia minora don't change. But, well, the little... Look, again, it's all comedy come to life. This one, in the case of uh, being a matter of Monty Python and the... uh, Your wife, does she go? Does she? I? I? Does she? I? Nodges... nudges as good as a wink to a blonde man I sign them all sign them all and it and Eric Idle goes on like that and I thought what is it with John Ch- uh, uh, Graham Chapman I think and then or, or maybe Terry Jones and at the end hes uh, well I mean <laughs> I mean your lady wife does she go does she go does she hey does she? does she what well Have you ever had sex? Yeah like yes And then we finally get to the point of the matter when Eric Idle says What's it like? And that's the late sixties, y'all, early seventies And now it's right wing masculinity. And it's just sad. And gross. Um, well, thank you. Billable Rick says, cowbell for you. I don't know what he does. He just gets his drink, sits in a corner, and licks his eyebrows. Okay, thank you. Somebody got it. Ralph said, spit take. And Lou and PA said, groaning and wrinkling my nose. Negative cowbell, Mets tickets, Trump sneakers. Oh, Lou, you're cruel. Cruel. No cowbell. No fruit cup. Well, we've certainly we have certainly flogged that dead horse to pieces, and we're I uh, got about thirty-five minutes left in the program if there's anything you want to get off. Get off your chest, or anywhere. No, stop it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to settle down and behave now. But that is, that was the thing. Nicotine pouches, nicotine pouches. i I'd, I'd, I'd wonder what's next. But. Hmm, I'm very afraid. You want to do that, though? Uh, What's next? Anybody got any guesses? By the way, the Michigan primary, uh, I, I, I suppose, has probably wrapped up by now. And it's it, it, the the, uh, the sense of consternation with the Biden administration is sufficient that uh, is sufficient there that um, my filthy morning habit had Gretchen Whitmer on at the beginning of the fourth hour to talk about the fact that the primary is the time when you cast your protest vote. But you get in line when it comes around to the general election, understanding that – I mean – and there's been a movement in in Michigan to – in the Muslim community to withhold their votes from uh, uh, Joe Biden. That's fine, and of course it's over Gaza and Palestine. But don't do it in November. Because there's a large Palestinian population in Michigan. And they're justifiably upset. But it's worth remembering that we're not talking about Gaza here. We're talking about the United States of America. And Nitwit Nero, who, by all appearances, will likely be the nominee of the GQP later this summer, sought to make the United States a living hell for Muslims. Not just Palestinians, any Muslims. Um, What's that? Just being an ally, says Wave. Uh, iguanas on branches with the various flag colors. Being your authentic self in a world that questions everything that you are is still a radical protest. Two green iguanas shunning a rainbow iguana. And then some a uh, trans pride iguana and a rainbow iguana and I'm not sure what that did and another green and chosen family is still family. Thanks, Wave. Uh, It took me a little while to get it, Emilio, said. A pity llama is fine with me. And there it is. Oh, how sweet, Jude. Jude says, uh, a special moment at Evo today. Here they are when I come to clean the 200 suites. So how does one who resides in such a day convey that on air? Check out the Great Dane behind the window. Oh, he's a very large boy, Jude. But, of course, my eyes are immediately drawn to the two golden ones. Why, right, says Jude? Do know you always give your best when even having to be a monologue. Never a moment of distraction, dear Robin. Thank you, Jude. Those look like some fine, furry canine folks. Looks like a black laboratory retriever be- behind the two uh, the two golden ones. Oh, they just break my heart. It's so, it's so sweet. Um, Mr. Golden Hair, well, I tried to make it Sunday, knows what time the program ends now. And when I go overtime, at about, say, eight ten, he ex- he expects me to come through the door, and if I don't, he, he begins to bark the, where are you, Auntie, bark. Oh, he's such a good boy. I I can I can scarcely express it. Is that a big old Saint Bernard and a border collie? Why are they there, Jude? Uh, Whose are they? But they sure do look like wonderful pups. Why is the Great Dane uh, locked? Is that the CEO's office? And the Great Dane is the CEO? Oh. That's a uh, brother, deacon. I don't think I can read that on air, after everything we've just been through. Oh, there's a great Dane. Oh, what a noble fellow, or girl? Nope, that's a boy. Yeah, that's a boy. Thank you, Jude. Uh Ken, an eerie subject monologue. Ah, okay. That must be you. Ken, is that you? Uh,
1: yeah, it's Robert. It is me.
2: Hey, Ken. How are you? I'm sorry. I didn't mean... Need... I was just in the middle of that long and tedious
1: deep dive into the... Yeah, I get it. You're, like, multitasking, and you're getting stuff done, but uh, you're not getting as much done as you thought. (laughs) It's it's a a hard job.
2: When the the stories are that long and involved and, honestly, that weird, if you quit in Matias' race, it just all gets lost.
1: Yeah yeah I'm still kind of stuck on mantids. like uh yeah, I like got some little movies I don't think I can fill a
3: uh,
2: let's let's just spare let's spare the horn <laughs> family community congregation the details
1: shall we no, no I got some more to say, like holy crap, uh, these man babies um now it's hilarious. Now that I'm older, yeah, my testicles sh- shrink every winter.
2: Um, can no really uh, really really can can, the bowl can, of the
1: toilet, can,
2: can can <laughs> can we not? <laughs> oh, I just did. Don't tra- Don't don't
1: don't tra- don't
2: Don't traumatize your humble hostess.
1: Uh, now I think uh, you liked it because um, you, you hid this from all this for so many years um, uh, now I shouldn't have said it that way but you're trans uh, and you couldn't but I uh, love just the same no wonder what gender you are uh, what? You Not know, without Robin, like, come on, folks, pony up some bucks. Uh, it did earlier. Uh, I could, I wish I could give more. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, I think you were talking to somebody about the Powerball license, a dream. Like, well, yeah, I bought our Powerball ticket, so, you know wall fund robin for ever. Because you can't take it anymore. <laughs> you can get in a little white room with rubber walls, right? <laughs>
4: Hello?
2: One hope one hopes not.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: No, we don't. Oh, that yeah. Uh, wow, these man babies. Yeah, it's, it's been going on for so long. There's a uh, yeah, cause it's kind of like they plan Some people planned this. Not they. There's not a they There, well, maybe uh, they are the billionaires. The people that wanna crush the working class everybody has to make a paycheck or a sweater uh, freaking doctor bills your co-pays are getting crushed with all this stuff we've been getting crushed for 40 years and wages uh, you know I haven't kept up on the place, and it's a good thing. And ain't Biden's fault. Uh, you know, forget about all that stuff. Uh, you got to vote for Biden. We'll B- over Forget it. Um, well, I but, guess but, you're but, in a safe state, but I'm but, in but, Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm going to vote for Biden.
2: But but here, here's here's the thing uh, The only via, there, there's no viable challenger to Biden, okay?
1: No.
2: And primaries are a time for passion. General elections are a time for cool rationality. And so vote your passions in the primary.
1: Right.
2: Send a message. Send a message. But when November arrives, get the hell in line. I have yet. Yeah, I, 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 have, I have. I have yet oh. to ever run across a
1: politician
2: with whom I am in complete agreement. No.
1: Oh, yeah. No. No, that's ridiculous.
2: I mean, as Robert Frost once said, "I'm so liberal I won't take my own side in a fight." I may not even completely agree <laughs> with me, and I'm running for office. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're a little dialogue. No, 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 Roxanne, that's not right. No, 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 we're going to... No, no. So, it's, it's and and so, you know, like I don't... I right? do, well, yeah, I'm a little... Yeah, I'm a little triggered that way. Yeah.
1: Uh, because... True warning, I guess. Uh,
2: no, I mean, I, I am. Uh, it's... It, <laughs> You said it feels a little like 2016. Yeah, it fe- and and, and uh, the Purity Wars of 2016, and the I no, Want... It smells and, like it. and, the, it and the And the I Want a Ponyism.
1: Right. Yeah, and then there's pony shit. It smells like shit. <laughs> like, stop it. Like, uh... It was in the Keith in today he I mean, just uh I guess Bob Costas has been gonna run around doing the both and he wants Biden to step down.
2: Oh he made um, well is, is it or was he it talking or was he ta- Hold on. Down. Was he talking about John Stewart? Because John Stewart's, uh, you know, uh, uh, yes, he yeah,
3: included John him, yeah.
2: John Stewart has come back to Comedy Central in The Daily Show, That's and he does as
1: are He does, and he
2: does and he does Mondays. John Stewart does, and, and and like his first one and the one yesterday, were just old school exercises in both ciderism. You know, Trump's horrible, but no. Biden, Trump's horrible, but Biden's old.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't partake of that, uh, no, because that would have hurt my computer screen.
2: Well, I mean, uh, all these Biden's old people, I mean, if age,
1: no, stop it. You if, know.
2: if age is an impediment to serving as president of the United States, and look, we talked about Biden's age when he was running for president in 2020. He was not my first choice. Yeah. But I have never been happier yeah. to be so wrong about a guy who won the, won the presidency, because I was wrong. Yeah. And he is the most progressive president we have had, perhaps ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, he's not, he, he's not, he hasn't had to do the things that FDR did, because he hasn't had an entire Republican-driven, full-on collapse of the economy.
1: Yeah, or is Carter?
2: But the fact of the the matter is, if you can, you know, if you do a reductio ad absurdum on this, if eighty-one is too old to be president, then that must mean that they want, you know, they'd prefer perhaps a president who was younger than the constitutional limit on age. Maybe we need an eighteen-year-old president
1: how about a six? year old. if
2: if if age is if age is the if if age is the demarcation by which we determine someone shouldn't be the president then youth well we need to amend the constitution to let a fucking 5 year old be president right
1: sure yeah might be better <laughs> trump might be uh, like 5 only. Sorry, I thought that was funny. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Oh man, crazy times, Robin.
2: Uh, may you live in interesting so, times, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. We're doing that. Well. Uh, I look at my notes so I don't forget to not talk about. Oh, yeah. The Alabama Supreme, Supreme Court decision. Um, I want to backtrack from that to the original case, because that is, holy, yeah. No, fuck, that's weird. Some guy stumbles out of his room and athlete jacked off in the Dixie Cup, and... You know, besides I like, grab uh, something that's like two hundred minus two hundred twelve degrees. Um, no, that's weird, right? Was that was a setup at the beginning? Uh, I don't no, want to it, be a no, no, it, it, it Actually,
2: actually, it wasn't a setup from the beginning. Uh, what you have in the beginning is a classic case of negligence or gross negligence
1: well okay you didn't have the room locked we don't I don't know I don't
2: know the the facts of the original case in that level of granular detail Uh, but someone who was in the hospital and again it was the Mobile Infirmary Hospital and they were Subcontracted to provide the freezer space for this in vitro fertilization clinic, and they, there was nothing overt in the reporting, and I haven't seen anything since. Apparently, it's not that important to the uh, to the professional journalists. But a patient <laughs> a patient in the hospital got access to the test tubes. Which were kept in what liquid nitrogen, which is so cold, yeah, it, know, it's so cold yeah. it will burn your hands. Okay, yeah. and
1: I don't. Um, instant yeah, an, frostbite.
2: Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if this was someone in a behavioral health unit, or perhaps someone suffering with dementia, or because. I can't I, I can't imagine the scenario where somebody just goes sashaying into the IVF room and pulls some embryonic test tubes out of the liquid nitrogen. Yeah, I, I so, can't imagine so, where you don't have and so, to have and, a and, key card. And so, and, so, and so what happens is they drop the test tubes because they're so damn cold. The test tubes shatter on the floor. Right. And, you know, as the plaintiff's suit said, and the embryos lay there. Slowly dying. Yeah, sea monkeys. Right. And, and it, was, not it was human. not It was not posited as some sort of uh, right wing test case. It was negligence. And they were saying that the, the, the company and the hospital wrongfully, negligently allowed the, 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 the embryos to be destroyed and that the plaintiff should be a co- should be compensated accordingly and they filed it as a wrongful death and the trial court judge and the intermediate appeal court judge both went oh for fuck's sake and bounced it out of court yeah. and then it got up to the mullahs of the Alabama supreme court and 8 yeah. out of 9 8 out of 9 of them said yep yeah, well, that's a baby and suddenly because those people are the the Christian equivalent of Iranian mullahs sitting in the Supreme Court of Alabama, we finally found out the furthest extent to which Republican maggot ideology wants to go in limiting the rights of women's reproductive organs. Okay? Yeah. So... The next step is, of course, contraception. And as I said when I first introduced the story, talking about it before just about anybody else was. Yep. Fappy Thomas, in his concurrence to Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, said, "Bring me the case that I can use to overturn Griswold versus Connecticut, as well as Obergefell, as well as Lawrence." As well as Bostock, because they are all predicated on a legal concept called substantive due process, and Fappy wants to, oh, and so does Sammy Bad Breath, and so does Gorsuch, and maybe Beerbohm and Brat, and possibly even the Handmaid want to overturn all the substantive due process cases. It's telling, however that it was alito who signed off on that concurrence if i recall correctly uh, the concurrence in Dobbs versus jackson women's oh, health yeah. but the fact of the matter is they really do want a handmaid's tale america they want a glorious nation of gilead
1: where, where, where,
2: where yeah. women are nothing but breeders and women who cannot breed are simply nothing
1: Right, they're laying the tracks for the railroad to fascism. They're fascists. Yeah. Um, so you, as far as I can, I know, believe is a uh, hard word to swallow, but um, yeah, I believe that the true. these people, they want their fascist theocracy, and some of they think they're going to be safe, or they're going to live forever. Um, yeah, no, you ain't. And, I don't know, I think it's going to get, I think it's going to get goddamn bloody ugly. As ugly as it's been, it's going to get worse, because they're going to do it again. Even saying that, um, yeah, I mentioned over and he's been saying the same, singing the same song that you are. And I know you don't listen to him. Uh, I'm not really sure why you would want to, but, um, <laughs> listen to Robin. She just, uh, wow. You know, I, now I kind of forgot my train of thought, but I did that, um, It. I'm not Scott like.
2: <laughs> no, well, don't worry, no one is Scott like. Ken, listen, you have yourself a good evening, my friend. I'm about out of time here, and there's at least one more story I want to get to, because for, well, it's, okay. it's peak Titanic Tuesday.
1: You take I care, uh, friends and family. If you can uh, spare a couple bucks, please. Stare it with Robin and the rest of the family. And uh, have a great night, Robin.
2: Thank you, Ken. You too. Bye. My buddy Ken calling from Erie. Um, Kenda just sent this along. I'm going to get to that in a second. But i got a note from Matt in San Francisco. Subject line, Biden's old. I'm so sick of this narrative. Amen. It's not like we elect the president to win the 50-yard dash. We elect him to make correct decisions, implement some policies that relieve a little of the pressure on our necks from the capitalist boot. So far, he's gotten some shit done in a most unfavorable political environment you could ask for. I say let's re-elect him, give him a House and a Senate full of Dems, and, and at last pass some transformational legislation. His only misstep so far was at the beginning presenting everything all at once in one big package. That scared the shit out of people. And thanks to Manchin and cinema, he had to break it all down and pass it in little bits. Then, when you consider the alternative, I mean, come on, folks, let's not put the mentally ill guy in charge again. Sure, we had some laughs, but a lot of people died, and basically everything else he did was just horrible. Trump is just horrible. Yes, you're absolutely right, Matt. And yet, some people died. Um, Over a million people died. That's worth remembering. In a pandemic that never had to reach these shores. And we need to emphasize that. Had Nitwit Nero not been the idiot that he is, and the bigot that he is, and the madman that he is, we would never have heard a word from the people who were who went on to say things like, well, do you think you can put a pair of underwear over your face and block the virus? Or aardvark antifungal, or drinking pee-pee, or wearing onions in their socks, or any of the myriad million other things these jackasses and fools and suicidal maniacs got up to. The economy didn't have to take that hit. The tears, the sea of tears that was shed over loved ones gone, never had to be shed. Actions have consequences. Uh, Frank and Lee both pointing out to me about liquid nitrogen. Uh, Liquid nitrogen is cold, says Frank. The temperature is minus 320 degrees Fahrenheit. And uh, Lee said... Uh, It's so cold, if you dip a rose in it, the rose instantly freezes. If you hit that rose on a surface, it shatters. So I imagine the test tubes probably were rather, what's the word, friable? No. Uh, Lee in New York said, uh, the president winning a 50-yard dash? I'd love to see Biden run against that golf cart driver. Well, I've posited in the past, let's just decide the election with a bicycle race. Bicycle, bicycle. There will be no singing on this program. We are $1,005 away from being fully funded for the month of February. Oh, well. Um, yeah, just let them, uh, because Nitwit Nero will fall off his bicycle uh, while Biden goes pedaling merrily down the lane. Yeah, right, Ralphs, or injecting disinfectant? That, too? Uh, uh, Thank you, Jude. That's so sweet. My referencing your monologue was an affirmation that you've researched, refined, and then offer us a focused, interwoven moment of the reality of where we are currently each night, Robin, on the horn, even when you're alone in voice for three hours. Thank you. Something, it's not like there's never enough material. It's just sometimes a bit of a challenge. So, Kenda in Missouri sent this one in. And she said, uh, perhaps you've already discussed this. I haven't. Vaughn Hilliard at NBC interviewed maggots in line at a Trump rally. This took my breath away. American Autocracy. Oh, and uh, update on IVF. Theo says, words just coming out that the state of Alabama GOP wants to temporarily re legalize IVF until at least November. They're drastically backpedaling, according to national news feeds. Oh, and the National Senatorial Campaign Committee said, Y'all get on board. It's time to say you support IVF because we love the babies. The only problem is there's a hundred or more members of the House and Senate who have signed off on legislation that says that life begins at at uterine conception and that test tube babies, as they're called, aren't real babies. And so they are uh, (laughs) tap dancing for all they're worth trying to run away from the fact that America is finally figuring out what exactly these theocrats want and the the America that they want. Hint, it's a nightmare dystopia. Uh, So Nicole Wallace, Vaughn Hilliard, and, well, Titanic Tuesday was made for conversation with maggots like these.
7: Tocracy is contagious. It's one of those things that stopped me in my tracks, um, because of course it is so true. And no one knows that better than our very own Vaughn Hilliard. If the autocratic slide around an election denialism had a beat reporter, it was Vaughn. He has seen this descent into lies and fiction being willfully and enthusiastically accepted as fact by Trump voters up close and personal on the road for many, many years now. His brand new reporting represents its logical but very dangerous extension. Take a listen.
2: If Russia did take over Ukraine, would it give you any pause?
7: I don't have a problem with Russia. I really don't. What wrong with Ukraine? They're corrupt. I think that people are just ridiculous that they think that Putin's such this enemy. He isn't doing anything. He just wants back what was his.
2: But he invaded. He, wants, he, he wants invaded.
7: Back what was his? He and invaded
2: destroy. Ukraine. That's fine. Killing thousands of people.
7: That's fine. That's fine with me.
2: As a veteran yourself, does it concern you at all that Russian aggression could move even beyond Ukraine? I,
3: I don't think Putin's a problem. I think Zelensky's the problem. Why do you think Putin's
2: not the problem? He's the I, one that invaded I, I, Ukraine because, and has killed thousands because,
3: of people. Because Putin uh, is trying to save his country from the likes of idiots like Zelensky and the elitists. You know, this administration is trying to start a war with Russia.
0: Russia's not our enemy.
7: Russia's not our enemy. Wow, it's chilling, it fits in. Um, those people weren't asking to have their voices altered or talking about them behind curtains. Talking to him on camera. It fits in perfectly and alarmingly with our new series, American Autocracy. It could happen here. We are so lucky that Vaughn has agreed to help us understand how we got here. In the coming weeks, he'll be joining us with his reporter's notebook.
2: So in other words, in the coming weeks, there will be more maggots bowing and scraping before the man who owns the man. Who owns them? Chilling. Look at this Titanic Tuesday that we have had. Wide open Nazis in Massachusetts. A judge for whom the Constitution is simply something to be followed once in a while but you know we don't have to actually follow it and do it right procedurally the whole program started with a supercut of nitwit nero being absolutely unintelligible all weekend long and tomorrow of course is prayer meeting wednesday and i'm sure that will be equally weird So that's the program. Uh, by the way, Irish Dave asks, are, is there such a thing as frozen baby food? Are those babies included in the allotment of SNAP benefits, or are they covered by WIC? And how do you feed an embryo? Children, not just babies. Uh, the the, 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 the jackanapes in Alabama said... Those embryos are children. Hmm? Matt in San Francisco says you got to hand it to Putin. He may just destroy this country via his internet troll farms. All the discord he's sowing. He's like the worst Bond villain ever. Does he have a hairless cat, Matt? Is he prepared to be put into cryogenic storage in a space capsule orbiting the moon? Dr. Evil. Only this guy really, really is. So, yeah, that's the program. Thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Hey, Ralphs, thanks for taking Steve up on the Esther Price Challenge. I will get your address to steve post haste thanks to our a la carte contributors each and every night thanks to those who make challenges we will be we've got one thousand and five dollars to go to finish off the month of february and two programs to do it in so we're at five hundred and two dollars and fifty cents per program anybody on the overnight crew wants to help that would be Flippin' awesome. Thank you. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time. Engaging with the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you. I uh, oh, me check here real quick. Yeah, thank you, Roger, in the chat room. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot .live. Remember, please like each episode, subscribe to a couple of platforms. That way you'll never miss it uh, if they miss one leave a comment please not pleading or begging or anything but it helps us to grow the program and helps more people find the program and brings more people into the conversation and we are making slow steady progress and I don't think I ever want to be Joe Rogan I don't, I don't want to have Ro- Joe Rogaine numbers are you kidding me I'd have to Get out there and say crazy shit about nicotine pouches or whatever. I don't know. Tell all the trans girls. will make their never mind. <laughs> Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Cold River Mountain Watch. CRMW.net 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia and a proud union shop 25 years more than 25 years I've got to change the never mind please stay safe get your booster probably take a powder on the RSV but get your flu shot we're seeing more flu B than flu A now at least according to my doc Wear your mask if you're around groups of five or more in the store, that kind of thing. It's just good praxis. God knows if you're around maggots, uh, you'd be better off wearing a freaking moon suit. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer, carry it with you, pocket or purse. And, uh,. If testicle-toasting Tokyo Rose Carlson comes babbling towards you, you gotta try one of these pouches. It's better than eating a raw buffalo liver. Now, avoid the masculine man of masculinity like the plague. Because he is. And always, always, always. Gina, it's all for you.
1: Love you, Wayne. Later.